Tardis coming to you from new, 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 new York. My name is Mark Turcotte, and joining me as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? Dude, if we had one uh, character that we could have on this show, like a, as, a, as a third fill-in, I think I would want Cassandra Nova on this show. <laughs> <laughs> the bitchy trampoline returns, yeah, man. I know, man. I love that we are now getting into uh characters coming back but like having like a big role in the in the episode and two of them two of them yeah. in this i'll say speaking episode. of big characters the face of Bo, he's back in this one and he speaks does he speak or is it yeah. it's telepathic right well i don't, so I don't he would know be a terrible podcast guest because he couldn't nobody could hear him we won't be able to hear does him. telepathy go through a podcast it wasn't his mouth moving though it may have been all right, well, as we, we go through it, it as we go through it, we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. But what's up, everybody? You have found the Tardy Tardis. We are a podcast going through Doctor Who, and we've never seen it before. So welcome if you're new, and thank you for coming back. It's been a little while. We've if you if you're listening, kind of as we're releasing these, we took a two two weeks off. Yeah, and, uh, one week was completely unintended, unintended, and then yeah. uh, the the one last week we did intend to do it. We're working on something. Yeah. Nothing to do with Doctor Who at all. No, nothing at all. <laughs> but uh, hopefully we'll have some details for some of you that do follow us uh, in some of our social outlets and things like that. But uh, quick housekeeping here before we get rolling. Let me pull up these things here because I always forget where our uh, email and all that good stuff is. Uh, remember, you can email us, the Tardy Tardis Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Tardis Tardy or follow us on the Instagram at Tardy Tardis. So uh, email, Chris. Did we get any emails? I'm trying to think. Of these I was just going to ask you that. You didn't. You didn't send me any. So I don't know if we, uh, if we did or not. Uh, here is one actually from Samuel Gilbert, our man Samuel. Okay. He says, uh, as always, the breakdown y'all did was amazing. Keep it up. I'm very excited to hear your reviews of the second season, which I think is a, one of the best of all. Who? It's a wild ride from go. Also, if y'all are looking for some deeper geek cuts of the Whovian world, there's a British band called Chameleon Circuit. He said they do who based songs. It's great fun. Although I do recommend holding off on listening to them until after season four in order to avoid spoilers. I was going to say, yeah, I, I don't I think we're not there yet because we're not. I mean, we'll just have to like the music part of it. We'll have no idea lyrically what anything means. Yeah. So we'll have to. That's a cool idea, though, man. Yeah. It just shows you the the reach of this show is there's bands that have written songs about. Is there another show that has done that? Mm. I'm sure, think like, man. I mean, there's Star Wars theme songs, right? Well, I guess that's that's a movie. Yeah, Shows. right. But they're just recreating the theme song that. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Like these guys are writing songs about about it. <laughs> these episodes. That's crazy. That is pretty awesome. That's awesome. The Simpsons awesome. aren't even doing that. Nope. Do the Bartman. Uh, this week we are talking about New Earth. So this is really the first episode of the season right because the christmas special really was a special this really mm -hmm. is the first episode but based on how we're watching this on amazon this is the second episode of this season featuring david Tennant and chris let's start it off like we always do mm -hmm. overall impressions and is this the best episode of the season well are we are we including the christmas episode in <laughs> yes. that for we our are. for our rankings we are yes we are uh then I really liked this episode, man. I don't know why. Like, I watched it three times, and I thought it was an excellent, excellent episode. Is it better than the Christmas one? I think slightly. 
I do. I think so. And I think I, I say that because we get more of the doctor in this. So, yeah. um, and on top of it, really, really cool story. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say for me, I think if the ending of this wasn't there or didn't end the way it does, it may not be better than the Christmas special. But I think mm-hmm. the way this one ends as always, like these episodes always do, it gets in the feels like somber. Like, yeah. I mean, here we are. And I'm, you know, we're talking about the bitchy trampoline, Cassandra coming back a character who just, you despise going back to season one and mm-hmm. I mean, what she does to Rose and even to the doctor and even to some of the other characters and even uh, old chip. She's, you know, even though chip is kind of at her every whim, like, you know, she probably still talks down to him in that, but like in the end, you can't help but feel for Cassandra. And it's like a whole story arc that just comes full circle for her it's it's great like the writing of these of yeah. some of these episodes are, is just fantastic fantastic like the doctor <laughs> says <laughs> yeah man i i, I agree like because you know the, the last time you saw cassandra you pretty much hated her yeah and you were and, glad she died i was glad yeah. she died and for maybe 90 percent of this episode maybe no maybe that's a bit much maybe like 80 percent of this episode you kind of feel the same way, but like something turns more than halfway through where it's like you do kind of start feeling for her. Mm-hmm. And then the end just, yeah, hits you right in the gut. Like it's great, man. Oof. It's good. But let's nice. jump in here, dude. Let's uh, start this one off. I actually watched this episode for the first time when I watched it with my wife and daughter who, mm-hmm. and I talked about it before here on the show that we've watched like the first two or three episodes of season one years ago. So they kind mm-hmm. of knew the general premise uh of the show and in the beginning we see you know rose getting to to leave um she's leaving old mickey you know poor mickey always being left in the dust um and jack well, do, you, do you think at this point like does he realize they're done like, is mickey... well if you notice I like mean, they do a big kiss man yeah she's a but, tease she's teasing but, poor mickey but like i i think he he re- there was there's a, a look on his face because she's saying bye to mickey and her mother and uh, she tells or I, th- I don't know if, if her mom says like I love you first or who says it first but she says back to Jackie like I love you and then she goes to hug Mickey he goes I love you and she just goes bye <laughs> she does she gives him a kiss but he goes love you she just goes bye and then he kind of looks at like the TARDIS like yeah I'm, yep I'm out mm-hmm. but he's had that look before so I don't know if the look was who knows when I'll see you again. I don't know if the look was I can't keep doing this. <laughs> I don't know if he's like a boy scorned or whatever the case may be. But yeah. he, he just has, has to move look. on. Mickey's got to move on. Like, Wouldn't you, dude? I mean, <laughs> you have a time traveling girlfriend. That's not very sustainable. <laughs> a time traveling girlfriend who's with now, even though it is the same guy, he's really kind of this, a second guy. And mm. you never know what they're doing. <laughs> you have no clue. And you know there's aliens. You don't know what kind of diseases in that she's coming back with. Like, come on, man. you got to move on. You got to move on. And Cassandra, when down the road, when she gets into the body of Rose, she makes a comment that when she looks at the doctor, like she can like read her thoughts or something, mm-hmm. and he, she's got some feelings for him. So, yeah, dude. Yep. Come on, Mickey. Well, the reason why I said, you know, I watched this with my wife and daughter was that and once we get past that and we kind of get by the credits and we get to New Earth uh, in this spot, 
just the the interactions between Rose and the doctor and when they find the apple grass, like my <laughs> wife just assumed they were a couple. You know, like ah, all, really? all of their mannerisms and everything, you just you would get that. If you if you hadn't watched the show and you came to it now, the oh, way absolutely. they're laughing, they're giggling, and you know, he says uh that you know, this is new, 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 New York, <laughs> and that he's the new new doctor, you know, all of that just it's playful. It's like a yeah. couple would be to each other. Yeah. And, and then at one point, I think they're just like laying down next to each other on the apple yeah. grass. So, and she's got his arm around mm-hmm. or she's, she's grabbing his arm <clears throat> and yeah, the way that they look at each other lovingly into each other's eyes. Yeah, man, that's a good point. Like someone yep. that is just picking up on this, on this episode, you, you, you would absolutely think that they're a thing. So, yep. and then, you know, I even, as, as the episode goes on and there was, which, you know, the one episode, of course, my daughter is watching, this is the one where, you know, there, there's a little bit of a sexuality kind of coming through. <laughs> through yeah, I mean, bit, a lot of it was kind of under, you know, but I mean, when Rose is sitting there talking about being, well, it's not Rose or like Cassandra talking about being yeah. very bouncy in the body <laughs> and all that. It's just like, oh, come on, really? But, you know, just all of that plays into. Well, she was know, a trampoline. So that, that's she maybe was, what she's yeah, talking that's about. True. <laughs> yeah, definitely what it could be. Uh, but what do you, then, then we see the robot. We see the metal spider. Yeah. So that right there should tip everybody off that. Wait a minute. Yeah, we've seen this before. Where have we seen exactly. this? Exactly. We yep. know where we've seen that. Um, and uh, that's when we cut down and we see Chip. And at this point, we don't actually see Cassandra, right? We hear her voice, I think, right? Don't you hear her uh, voice at this point? You ca- yeah. Let me see. I, I don't know if you actually see. I think you just hear her voice right now. Okay. But my question is, like, why here? Why this location? Why did they go here? Well, he like, said they we were don't... going further than they've ever gone before, which to but me kind of crazy. But why? Like, I mean, what drew the them there? Like, that's like we I, at, up to this point, it's just like I feel it's just random where they're going, yeah. where they don't tell you why they're going to this place. Well, and on top of he, that, the, the doctor did say he had been summoned by a message on the psychic paper, and it seems like like when he pulls it out, it's like he's looked at it before. So were they on the TARDIS? Maybe while Rose was talking to Mickey and Jackie, he looked at the psychic paper and was like, oh, Ward 26, please come. Here's where we need to go. And then when she says, where are we going? He says, we're going further than we've ever been before. He knows where they're going and they're going. Okay, maybe I missed that. All right. But and then on top of that, like right now, they're like I said, like they're they're laying and like when they get out of the TARDIS, like Rose is jumping up and down. She thinks it's the coolest thing in the world to see the futuristic world, this new New York. Uh, They're lying in the grass. Don't I mean, at this point, wouldn't you just step out of the TARDIS and say, like, all right, where's the problem? (laughs) (laughs) You just know there's got to be something, right? Right. Like, why are you being happy right now? Because so far, everything that you've done has has, there's been issues. So I would not be stepping out of the TARDIS laying down in apple grass. I would be. on edge like what is gonna go wrong this time? well you know what though i think if that's your mentality and your rose why would you even go you know like if yeah you, well, true, if because... you're gonna be on edge going to places like this just stay with jackie and mickey and you don't right. have to worry about it where you know kind of just being somewhat naive and maybe naive is the right word but like well, searching for that adventure like you you just have to be somebody that just goes with it and know you have to just know the adventure will find you and that's kind of where rose is, is she's yeah. just like i'm just going to go i'm with the doctor when i'm with the doctor i'm safe 
And yeah, right. we get into these crazy situations, but boy, do I have adventures. And when she goes back and sees Mickey again, which I'm sure she will, which is because she's terrible. You shouldn't do that. She's <laughs> leading Mickey along. She's going to tell Mickey all these stories and he's going to be all sad and depressed. Right. Like that's just the cycle that we're in. Right yeah. Now. That's what I doing. think. I, I think that's a good point. I think there's maybe like some like optimism in her <clears throat> that the next stop they go to, there's not going to be a problem. It's just maybe, yeah, just maybe, the, maybe that's it. Yeah. You know, she's not pessimistic. She's just the optimist and says like, I, she boils it down to, I'm freaking time traveling. And if we go somewhere and there's a problem, the doctor yo, will fix it. yo, the doctor will solve it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he had a problem, yo, the doctor will solve it. Check out, check out the TARDIS. <laughs> That's great. Oh man. So. I do want to say I I just said it and I know I'm we're probably already gonna need a message on this. Rose is not a terrible person. <clears throat> I do want to say that. And I, and and I do say that because even later on in this episode, that's how the doctor knows hundred percent yeah that Cassandra is or something's wrong with Rose. He doesn't know Cassandra's in Rose, but he's just like, what did you do to her brain? Like fix it, because Rose would care for all these people. So Rose right. is not a terrible person. I'm just obviously tongue in cheek because I know right. we've received some emails before, some <laughs> comments we made about Rose. So please don't email us. Um, yeah, I, you know, we I love, love Rose. Rose. I love yeah. Rose. Yeah. But you do hear Cassandra here. Like um, she's saying, like, I know that face. But you don't see her. Yeah, no. At that we point, she's like, I know, I know that face. I know that face. And you can kind of put two and two together because she was in control of the end of the world episode. Yep. And those spider bots were a part of that. So you kind of put it together, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, what do you think of the un- Is it the universal symbol for hospitals? It's like the half moon Being like or like a green a, moon. Like what's up or, with that? I don't know. And look, I'm looking at this picture right now. And like in the background, there's a giant other spheroid with like a little moon on it. it looks like the death star. Just want to point that out real quick. Does it really? <laughs> I don't know. It <laughs> looks like the death star looming in the background. Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, hospital. But, uh, but let's see. Then at that point, that's when we do get our, our first shot of Cassandra. <clears throat> and we find out that it is him actually taking right. uh, the orders from her. And Cassandra realizes that it is Rose. And I love she calls her the dirty blonde assassin. I love it. <laughs> so that's not why, though. Like and she didn't. No, because she killed her, right? She didn't let her get. Uh... Wasn't that the whole thing? Uh, like, yeah, she didn't true. let her get wet or moist. She, she just let I, her get yeah. dry and shatter. Uh, um, but let's see so then they go into the hospital and it looks like a regular hospital but then rose starts looking around and she realizes that it is yeah cat people Mm -hmm. that they're uh what is there an actual name for them they're the sisters of plenitude yeah and they i mean they all have individual names obviously but um I, th- their, I thought they order. looked cool, man. Like they, they were. This is some of the best, I think, makeup. Yeah, had up to they were point. pulled like right off the Broadway musical. Almost. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I love to. He says, you know, don't stare. He says, yeah. What do they think of you? That you're all pink and yellow. <laughs> 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 Rose's face is great. She's just yeah. like, what? Yeah. But I love that he's always looking for a shop. <laughs> Why yeah. is he always looking for a shop in this episode? And he he says it multiple times, like. There would be a – he says it to Rose like, there's no shop down here. There's a spot over there. It would be perfect for a shop. And then when he gets up to the cats, he says like something about the hospital. It's a nice hospital, but no shop. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, well, you I think don't, about I'm it. Getting... You go to a hospital. There's always the gift store, right? And they sell balloons and flowers so you can go to see people or cards, magazines. Do you think that's what he's 
I mean, I think so. Talk, is there right. something maybe know. some British slang that we're missing kind of in I don't there? Know. I don't think maybe. so. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But then the doctor, I love this. Like he's like, all right, we gotta go up to War Twenty Six. He just gets on the lift, as they call yeah. it. Yeah. And just, just doesn't even wait for Rose. Like <laughs> what why is he not waiting for Rose? Does he maybe maybe does he know what's gonna happen? But I don't really think he does because he still seems surprised when he sees Cassandra and all that. Like shouldn't he be like on her? Yeah. Like well yeah. Because like I'm saying, like so far there's been a lot of stuff that's gone wrong. So he, <laughs> but that's the doctor. Like he just has this attitude of just catch up. I'll fix it. <laughs> we'll, we'll find you. But two <laughs> things like when when you first see Cassandra uh, real quick and she notices that it's Rose. Did you notice like the play on words that they did there no, real quick? It? So um, Cassandra is talking about Rose and she says that little. And then it cuts to Rose, and as she's walking in, she says she's she's starting her own sentence by saying, and she says, "bit rich." So they spliced uh, it together where it's supposed to be like that little bitch, and they do it again later in the episode, and I can't remember which one it is. I'll have to look it up. But they that's their way of getting around like swearing. In I the didn't show. catch that. Nice. It's yeah, pretty that's funny. funny. <laughs> pretty funny. And then second, like so, like you're saying, like he sends or he goes up the the elevator. And Rose gets in there. They have to go up to Ward 26. Yep. So obviously everything is spoken word. And dude, all I can think about is like uh, Rose gets in and she's like, Ward 26. Thank thank you. And dude, that is like we have, you know, Google Home in my house. That's yeah. my wife talking to Google. My wife says thank you to Google when Why? she talks. To, I don't know. Why? I don't think she does it anymore. But like in the beginning, like she would say like, you know, hey, Google. So and so, oh, and I just turned my Google on by doing oh. that. <laughs> and then she would say thank you. <laughs> I'm like, it's computer, babe. Like, it doesn't care. <laughs> it doesn't care. It has no feeling. You know, though, it's funny you say that. Like, I know my son, he's real deep into Fortnite, that game Fortnite. And you can right. thank the bus driver. Like, when you jump out the out of the bus, the bus, like, okay. goes over the map. You can thank it. Like, that. maybe that's just a thing now. Maybe people just, you thank things. Yeah. It's good It's good to it's know nice. that society still has a little bit of uh <laughs> I don't know. Manners, Stability. I guess, is the right word. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, but here's the part where I was I was laughing. Um, last episode, the Christmas episode, when he was talking about Earth, and he says, it is defended. <laughs> this is where he's talking about the disinfect. This, oh, yeah. The disinfect. <laughs> I don't know what it Bitter. is. David Tennant's Bitter. mouth, when he says that, it's like his teeth come out, his dimples are flaring. It is just, I love it. I love him for that. The disinfectant. Oh, y'all find out. <laughs> and they get on this lift, and uh, the disinfectant is just like a full stream of water. Just like somebody put like Gals. three hoses on them, just spraying them down. But it dries them pretty good, and they both seem to pretty much be enjoying it once right. it starts drying them up. Oh, which is great. <laughs> oh, I'm dying of that disinfectant. I'm sorry that I'm laughing so much here for uh, people listening. I know it's probably probably terrible audio, but oh, I just I love that. Uh, but then we see I love the doctor. I, I'm st I think I'm starting to warm up to David Tennant because like when he gets off the elevator, I'm yeah. seeing kind of just that whimsy that um uh, what's his name had before and who was Eccleston. Eccleston. Yeah, just kind of how he gets off and he's got his hands in his pocket, like big smile on his face, like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, just like walking <laughs> yeah. around like nothing, you know, like everything's fine. Right. Yeah, man, that's that's his mannerisms. Yeah. But then it cuts back to Rose and she's just in the basement and Dude, like, come on, man, like if you get out of the elevator and you see some, you know, dude that started in powder. 
<laughs> looks like he's been like doing uh, yeah. of coke and, some and heroin you're, you're, for days. yeah and, and you're on a, a a level of you know a, a hospital that looks like it was ripped out of the movie sleepers <laughs> i'm out man i'm back <laughs> take me to ward 20 whatever i don't yep, care hit that button again that lift will come back yeah but she does grab a weapon so at least she, she has does. like some smarts yep uh and uh so we see her yeah following chip kind of going down the hallway and then it cuts back to the doctor and uh this is where he's kind of just going through this medical ward and uh, that's when we learn that it's the sisters of plenitude and that they basically have taken this lifelong vow to help um everybody in there and then that's when we get our first shot of uh the duke of manhattan uh, i love this guy this guy who's going through was it petrifold regression yeah and uh he's got this uh what's her name Fro Fro Clovis is her name. Yeah, some he he yells her name once, and she's kind of like I don't know. Fran Clovis, Fran Clovis, and she like secretary uh, or some almost or something. Yeah, but she's like basically all all about him. Like, do not look at him without written permission. Like, you can't right. do this. You can't. You know, later on, it's like why she reminds me of. She reminds me of um, uh, Joan Cusack in in uh, School Wilson. of Rock. Oh, so, oh yeah, Rock. School of Rock. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes. Very rigid, like, you yep. know, don't do anything out of bounds. <clears throat> That's awesome. Frau Clovis, yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like the dude from, or the movie Thinner. Yeah, so when he gets all, yeah. I'm throwing all these movies references out <laughs> right are, now. Man. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, Thinner, the guy, um, yeah, runs over a gypsy, right? Isn't that what happens? Uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. He's doing doing something very unsavory. I'm not going to say what he's doing. Um, uh, but yeah, so then he's got uh, petrified regression. And then, isn't this the point where we know something's up? Because the sister, Sister Jat, tells him that he'll be, uh, what, cured in about a week? Is yeah, that what she yeah, says? Yeah, and he and, and the doctor says something like, huh? like he, he makes some comment like, that's weird. He goes, that, that technology shouldn't be around for another thousand years. Another thousand years, yeah. Right. Hmm. So... But I still didn't pick up like this is where we're going with this episode. I, I just kind of glossed over that in the beginning. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So. Uh, and then we get the return. He's no longer pregnant. <laughs> face of Bo. <laughs> Remember that? He said the face of Bo was pregnant. Yeah. Uh, the, the where? Face- where does he get pregnant? I don't, I don't know. And the, the wh- where is the baby? What is the baby? <laughs> is it the, the fetus of Bo? <laughs> I don't know. Like what do they call it? <laughs> Uh, the infant of Bo. Um, but yeah, it comes in and, you know, the doctor sees him and smiles right away, but then realizes something's wrong. And um, <laughs> novice Haim, novice Haim is the, one <laughs> <laughs> is the one that is taking care of the face of Bo and says yeah. that he is dying of old age. And that that's the mm. one thing, the only thing that the sisters cannot cure. Is old age. And it's told to him by novice Haim. <laughs> I love that Haim just- I, I hate to throw out another movie reference, but <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks like like from Neverending Story, Valcor yeah. with no fur. <laughs> I stopped, oh god! I stopped it right on the, on that screen too. Oh my god, man! He does. He's Valcor without the fur. Do we know? Is he? I, w- I was trying to look. Is he? C- He's not all CG, right? Is there literally like the face think, of Poe? I think they might have. Yeah, that's actually Bill. It looks like I don't know. 
Which Falcor? I mean, I wonder if they did, man. Like take pieces of Falcor, <laughs> make him the face of Bope. Put some like you know little tentacles coming off his face. Oh God! See, oh, we haven't man. done this in two weeks, man. We haven't done this show in two weeks. We need to get this out. Oh, uh, I love it. But yeah, but then this is when does is this when she tells him the or no? Is this the part where she mentions like what what was told? Kind of like the prophecy. No. Who's who's that? Um, Cassandra? Or no? Uh, no, novice Haim. When she says, "Well, he that's right." Here he just says, "It's the doctor." Oh. When she says, a, "Yeah, you know, no, someone was going to come." Okay, that's not this. It might be in the next scene. Yeah, but, yeah. that's a pretty big, uh, big deal. Right. Uh, let's see. So Rose goes into the basement and she sees a projector, and this is where we get a shot of Cassandra, and she kind of yeah. realizes kind of who it is. I think in hearing the voices and we get to see what Cassandra looked like before she became the bitchy trampoline. Right. And uh, then she hears the voice turns around and there she is. And um, you know, she's like, you know, uh, what does Cassandra say? I love, she says, what am I going to flap you to death? She says like, <laughs> don't come near me. What am I going to flap you to death? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, that's great. Um, but, uh, but she's like, she's like the, the back of like the, the, the back skin now. Like, yeah. Or something. And Rose says, oh, so, you know, you're basically talking out of your ass. And uh, she talks about Chip. Chip is just a clone. He's a, a force-grown clone that's completely devoted to Cassandra. Mm-hmm. And he, he smuggled her into the hospital. But do you remember the way they phrased it? Uh, how's it how was it? I got to find that. This on. is Chip. He says, what about Let's the see. skin? I saw it. You got ripped apart. The mistress was lucky to survive. Chip secreted Milady into the hospital. <laughs> So, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know. He saved her eyeballs, we know, and then he somehow was able to save the brain. <clears throat> but then he secreted her into the hospital. That's how he. That's what she says. Chip secreted my lady into the hospital, or he says that Chip secreted my lady into the hospital. Let's see what like. That's just weird, man. Yeah, I mean, is there more? Like, do we get more? Well, I mean, he kind of dies at the end of this. Yeah. But that doesn't mean anything. I mean, Cassandra died too. I wonder if we get more from like Chip at some point. I don't know. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe because we know he goes back, right? So they could maybe go back to that moment. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. You know, maybe at some point we see Cassandra again. Would there? I honestly, though, I think the way that her end they they wrote her ending here for this for her as a character, perfect. Like, we don't need to go back and revisit Cassandra. You know, we don't need because the only way you could write Chip back in, I think, would be going back to the moment. Where he walks up to Cassandra herself, right? You know, like I don't, I, we don't need to go see him being born or created or anything like that. Yeah, or I don't want that, honestly. <clears throat> but I, 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 I thought that was funny. Like he secreted her into the hospital. Yeah, I don't get that phrasing because I, I, and maybe I don't want to really think about it too yeah, much. That well, because then it goes on, <laughs> it goes on, and then he says, "I," he strokes her, and then Rose yeah. is like, "You can stop right there, Chip. Like we're good." Like, <laughs> it, that's just weird. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so she starts saying, you know, she's the last human, and uh, Rose is saying, no, you're not. You know, you're here on New Earth. There's millions of humans out there. You're not the last human. You need to stop saying that. And then, you know, that's what she, Cassandra says. No, like they're not. They're not actual humans. They're mutant stock. They've evolved. Rose says that they're just they've evolved. But, um, you know, and then Rose kind of calls her out. Says like, you basically pickled yourself. Which she did. And again, watching this with my wife and daughter, they were both just kind of like, yeah. what? Like, right. what in the world? Which- well, and even <laughs> even um, Cassandra says something about, like, 
uh, about the sisters, like that they're they're hiding something, right? Mm-hmm. I, and and that's kind of like the first time where I, at that, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember the first playthrough. I don't think I really thought anything of it because at this time you're still thinking Cassandra's like you know a villain. Um, so you you and and from what you've seen of the sisters, they're they're nuns and they're cats too. <laughs> loving things, you know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. So you're not really going to side with Cassandra, but she turns out to be right. Mm-hmm. There's some so, nefarious things going on. Exactly. Well, we'll exactly. we're going to talk about that because mm-hmm. I, I started bringing it up to like, and my wife's like, don't even go down that road. Like just the bioethics side of what they're doing. And we'll talk about that. Yeah, man. Because honestly, like, it, sure, it's terrible what they're doing, but like... You know, there's there's some stuff to talk about mm-hmm. there for sure. Uh, but, but let's keep going through it. Yeah, ethics, big time. But let's keep going through. So this is the par- point where Rose then gets um, what trapped in what do they call it? The uh, psychograft. Yeah, that's what she gets into, which kind of um, freezes her essentially, and then right. that's when Cassandra is able to bring her consciousness into Rose and take control of her body and realize that it's a little bit bouncy. <laughs> <laughs> that it is that it is a nice body, she says, and that she is now a chav, a chav, a chav. Yeah, which I looked and it I up, did... and it's like a degrading uh, British person who wears like imitation clothes, right, and things like that, right. Which is, I, I mean, I think Rose has had the same uh, clothes on for like every single episode. She's always in like blue, isn't she? <laughs> she is. Yeah, a lot I of think times, she is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <clears throat> but I got to say, man, like this is where the episode kind of kind of obviously turns because, uh, you know, Cassandra has a human form. And this is by far Billy Pepper Piper Piper, <laughs> her her best uh, role so far. Oh, yeah. By yeah. far. Yep. Like she she <clears throat> she crushed it. Like she, the, the just the voice. Uh, dude, the way she Cassandra. changes her voice. Oh, my God. Mannerisms completely change. She does that like uh, what do they call it? The vocal fry, like, like she nails it, man. Uh, it yep. it was it was hilarious. But um, and then even when like she starts like teleporting herself into other people, even the doctor one was hysterical, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that was hysterical. But <laughs> you know they had to be dying on set with all uh, this. You know this this uh, had to be such a fun episode for them to record. Um, but kudos to her, man. That was excellent. <clears throat> yep. Uh, let's see. This is then. This is that scene. So it cuts back to Navis Hain yes. talking to the doctor, and uh, she tells him of the legend that says the face has lived for the thousand years, perhaps millions of years, and that he will give his dying message to a wanderer without a home. Mm-hmm. And that's when the doctor kind of realizes, like, oh, I'm here. He's dying. That's kind of me. What does that mean? Right. And Very she says, well, it's just a story. And uh, he says, well, tell me the rest. And she says, well, you know, wander without a home. And then uh, that's when he says, what, a lonely God? Or she says, the lonely God. Right. And from, I don't know what like uh, notes you've read, but they <clears throat> initially were going to um, reveal what that was in this episode. Oh, really? But I think like before they went, to record this or film it or whatever <clears throat> season three had, had like just been picked up. Mm-hmm. So they decided to put it off until the next season. Wow. 
which sucks for us because like you want to know what that is. <clears throat> I mean, as little as as what Bo does, like which is just floating like formaldehyde, like he, you just feel like he is like this all knowing like being. Yeah. So for him to like bestow like whatever he was going to, like I was really like kind of looking forward to that. Yeah. And and then you know from what I read, like we'll get it. We just have to wait a full season because yeah, he got picked up. Which even I mean even the way like you you can just tell like the doctor and the face of Bo have some sort of connection because the yeah. way going back to the initial scene when he walks up to it, like the doctor, just the way he puts his hand on the glass and kind of like puts his face up against it. There's right. something there for sure. But then what do you think of just this idea of the doctor being called the lonely God? Mm. I mean, I, I honestly like that almost describes him perfectly. I think from what we've seen up to this point, I mean, he's lonely. We know that this, this guy going back years and years and years and years, just in the series alone mm-hmm. has had multiple companions. He always ends up losing them. You know, he's he's a lonely person, man. Like he he's always trying to bring people on. We know we don't get to see it, but we know there have been some that failed because he says like oh, I screwed up again. You know, when he's talking about um, uh, who is the kid that screwed up and, and downloaded all the computer stuff? Like he he, oh, right, he right. he's made mistakes, but he's it's like he's always trying to find companionship, right? Almost, and he's yeah. essentially a god because he can go back and change things, fix things. I don't know. It's weird. It's true. And does he have like a like a, like a a home other than the TARDIS? You know I mean, like I, I guess his planet is destroyed, but gone. on his planet, did he have a house to go to that was like you know carpeted and stuff? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I don't know. He's just always on the go, and and I guess the TARDIS is his home, and that's why we get companions because I think in that little bit we get like a lot about who he is and and what he does. Yeah, he's just a lonely. And they consider him a god. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, to a normal person, you think he, he not only can he time travel, that right there potentially makes him godly, but the way that he can right. just shoot this little thing at something and change things, make things come into reality, it's, it's right, right. wild. Uh, this is when we get the scene, then it cuts back then, and we see uh, Cassandra enjoying Rose's body. <laughs> and <laughs> she says it's curvy. It's like living inside a bouncy castle. She's bouncing. <laughs> Chip is bouncing up and down, too, which is hilarious watching that. And uh, he says, you know, the mistress, the mistress is beautiful, he says. Uh, but then that's when they see that her brain meat, Cassandra's brain meat, her brain has expired. So it's dead. So she now is stuck that's all basically she's got. in Rose's body. Yep. And um, then this is when she also realizes that the doctor is there with a new face. And she, I love she calls him a hypocrite. Basically, like he's done what she's been trying to do, you know, the right. whole time, like fix her body. And now that he has... Um, done it and then she takes a stop to look at the mirror to realize that she has a nice bumper <laughs> or ass is what she's talking about there <laughs> oh, that's great and then i love she gets on the phone this is when the doctor calls her which by the way the, the phone the doctor is using is hilarious are, are you up to that scene yet it's at about yeah. uh 1458 just just got this weird bass oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know what's going on it's just crazy phone <laughs> zach morris phone yeah but then she i i like that Rose asked Chip, like, how does she talk? And she said, or he says, cogni. And she says, I, I shall proceed up the apples and pears. And I don't know. Do you know what cogni is? Or no. cogni? <clears throat> we have a friend that she's British, and she's told us this before. And it's where they use words that kind of either rhyme or sound like other words in place. Mm-hmm. So instead of her saying, like, I'll proceed up the the stairs is probably what she's trying to say, but she says like the apples and pears 
instead of stairs. And like people will have full conversations like using words in place of other things. Really? Yeah, swear to God. So as long as you rhyme it, yep. you're you're referencing the same thing. Yep. Really? And it's but it's more like a fun thing. Like you would talk like, hey, let's let's talk. I mean, I don't know if they, they people say, let's talk cognate, and they just go into it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I probably even said that wrong, but like that's what she they were telling us that. And she said like they would go to the pub and like so everybody would just kind of be talking and having fun and, and talking that way. Because it's just something fun to do. <clears throat> and that's what when he says that, that's why she says, I shall proceed up the apples and pears. And had I not known that, I, that would have just made completely no sense at all. Like, why is yeah. she saying apples and pears? But that's why she says that. So you're just kind of like you've created your own language, kind of. But wow, man, I, I'm fascinated by that for some reason. Yep. You can just come up with whatever you want to say just as long as it rhymes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, let's see. What does he, okay. how does he say? Yeah, look it, look it up, man. Cockney. That's it. Old Earth Cockney. How do you spell it? C-O-C-K-N-E-Y. Cockney. Cockney rhyming Cockney. slang. Yeah. There it is. A form of <laughs> slang construction in the English language. It is especially prevalent in the UK, Ireland, and Australia. And remember, okay, and then she, he says, you know, you'll never guess. I'm with the face of Bo. Remember him? And she says, oh, yeah, that big old boat race instead of Bo face. Boat race. Oh my God! This is awesome. <laughs> Are we gonna we're gonna start doing this show in Cockney? We I don't think do I'm smart enough to do it. Because I, I don't think I can do that. Because I'll say something and then like after the show's over, I'm like, oh, I should have said that instead. Yep. That's See, a, that's I'm, a better. I'm not rhyme. quick enough. I don't think. But uh, no. But I think people that do this could be good like hip hop freestylers. Because you, <laughs> you could just rhyme it. Like Eminem probably is a it was, beast. It was awesome. Cockney dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wow. Yep. See, this this show is already See? introducing we, we me to. We talked about think. the queen and owning all the dolphins, <laughs> being able to rob banks a few episodes ago. Now we're learning about Cockney. Right. See and that? she has her own ATM. For all, the, all our American listeners, this is a great path. We're learning about I know, man. the British society. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get emails on how we are butchering it. but that, That's awesome. I'm though. trying. We're trying. <laughs> That is really, really cool. I think that's awesome. Uh, that's great. But, uh, right. okay, this is when we get the scene, then it cuts back here to uh, the, what's his name, of Manhattan. And he now is, you know, um, who's the guy? Do you see the guy Dude. behind the doctor right now? <laughs> the guy. It's, like, it's like vision, like ascending to heaven. <laughs> yeah, but he's froze. He yeah. froze. He's like laying flat. He's he's doing some great, what do they call him, planks? <laughs> Vision's planking like a champ. <laughs> anyway, is that even? You know what? That's not even a real person, man. I'm it looking can't at that. be. No, because he has a moving inch. It's got to be. Uh, but then, yeah. So he sees him come back, and that's when the doctor realizes, like, what? Like, how did he come back? And he says that's impossible. And she says primitive species would have called it magic, but it's merely the tender application of science. Mm-hmm. Which she's right. I mean, it is what they're what they're doing is is working. But that's when he meets Matron Casp or Matron Casp, and mm-hmm. she is kind of the uh, the head woman, right? And um, seems like it. I love he just introduces himself introduces himself as I'm the doctor. Do you think? Because we've heard him say that a few times, and a couple times we've had the payoff of Doctor Who. Do you right. think he purposely says I'm the doctor? Hoping that someone would say, Doctor Who. (laughs) Like, is he just that arrogant? I mean, I I don't think he is, but, like, is he doing that? Like, trying to say, like, come on, come on. 
paid off, paid off. It's Pay off possible. the title. Let's go. You're like I set it up, you spike it. Uh, yeah. It's possible. No, it's possible. Uh, let's see. And then it cuts back to we get Rose. And, yeah, Rose and Chip. Uh, she says, and, you know, she, that's when she's realizing the sisterhood's up to something, right? Yeah, about the cats and everything, and uh, she has um, she's unbuttoned an extra button <laughs> on Rose's shirt. <laughs> uh, which which and we, then, yeah, yeah, and then uh, oh yeah, and you're watching this with your kid. Good, good parenting. That's great. Oh um, yeah. And then we then they're kind of like, it seems like Cassandra's like ready to go. Like, all right, let's yep. start like investigating and get out of this little hole that we're in. But then we cut to the cats and we get. Now they're like in some weird matrixy looking place, like Weapon X looking facility. And they had said like in in the in the scene right before this last one with the uh, with Cassandra or Rose, um, the two cats are walking away, and and they're like another one has woken up. And what do they say? Like that's the however many this month or this week yep. or something like that. Yep. So like all right, all right, now we're getting somewhere with where this episode is heading. So now it cuts to them, and and they open up like one of these cells almost and you don't really see anything you just see like these like creepy hands creepy hands yeah is it saying anything in this one is it saying like save oh yeah because it it, it's a, it comments that it's it please. has vocabulary saying, please yeah yep. it was saying please crazy um but you don't see it no nope. see like these but hands. we know yeah we know there's something going down here right and uh but is this when she says uh what should we do incinerate it right and we see them basically murder whatever is in there and uh, we see a yeah, bright light come out of there and they incinerate it. Right. Um, yep. You did miss, too, before we got in here, Rose putting her perfume into her cleavage. Into that, her cleavage, yes. That That's a big... Right. That's something that we that will pay off a little bit later. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then uh, it cuts back to the doctor kind of just walking around. And then this really, he meets back up with Rose, who is actually Cassandra. And uh, actually, they call that Marconi's disease. That's what the, the vision that's planking is mm-hmm. um marconi's disease is what he mm-hmm. says um okay. he's, he's telling her to look at it says it should take years to recover but he says hey they're able to do this just in a few days never seen anything like it he says they've invented a cell washing cascade it's amazing so um yeah kind of interesting man that they're able to do it um yeah. but then that's when rose starts kind of hitting on the doctor wow. and, and she um, says another one right there she what? goes i can't add I, she goes i can't add him and eve it yeah, I can't believe it, right? What the hell, man? I can't even like, believe it. I can't add him and eat it. This is awesome. <laughs> this is, I, I can't even think of a word to rhyme with awesome right now. But I just, yep. I love this, dude. And then, yeah. yeah, then we see Rose go, uh, she says, you know, he says, oh, I like, she says, I like you. He says, oh, the new me. He says, well, I can talk. The new, new doctor. And then Rose uh, says, hmm, aren't you just, and then she goes in for the kill. Right. And I remember seeing that like real quick after the Christmas episode and they said, uh, you know, this season or whatever on Doctor Who and they showed a bunch of clips from multiple episodes. They showed that kiss for like a split second. And I'm like, hmm. And apparently a lot of other people did, too, because everything that I read up on this episode, people weren't like pissed off about it, I guess. But. They thought it was kind of like a bait and switch type of thing. Like, yeah, well, they, they but were... I mean, that's what they do, right? I mean, I, if we could go back to when they first showed that at the end of the Christmas episode or coming up on the season, people were probably like freaking out for that week. Like, what? Where's that going to happen? And then when they saw it, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, though. it's kind of a little bit of a letdown, yeah. maybe. 
Yeah. Um, and then I love his line saying, Oh, still got it. Still got it. <laughs> still got it. Uh, let's see. And then that's when they, they basically want to figure out what's going on. Right. So they, they try to find a way down yeah. in the basement. Yeah. I think they're looking at like a, some charts and a computer screen or something. And, uh, the, the doctor is, is, he's basically like on the case. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he knows something is going on here because everything that he's seeing, these people are getting cured in record time. They shouldn't even have the technology for it, but they do somehow. And yeah, they're in this room and then like a, a wall drops. I don't remember how, I mean, they're just hitting buttons or something. Yeah. I think he's and, using the screwdriver too at some point. Did he? Yeah, he might've. <clears throat> and so this wall drops and that pretty much gets them eventually into this, this enormous warehouse and the cat follows them too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But it gets, yeah, it gets them into a, a warehouse and I think he kind of figures it out. The minute right he opens that first pod, they open Pretty it up much, and yeah. that guy just looks gross. Ugh. And uh, he says he basically has every single disease possible. Oh, my God. And, you know, tells Rose, like, don't touch him. Toxic Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's the where's the mop? Got to have the mop. Yeah. Face all messed up. Have a little have pox all over their face. It's gross. Um, but, yeah. And then that's when uh, why well, he he's looking around, says, yeah, they're all sick. And when they're walking out, that's when they get confronted by, uh, what's her name? Um the main cat. Heim. 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 And uh, that's when she tells them that basically like, hey, we're here doing this because, you know, the humans came to this place, brought their diseases, and they were dying. So we said, hey, if we put all everybody that has every disease into this place, we can basically create this miracle serum. And as long as we keep everything locked up in here and not out there, everything will be fine. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so they're artificially growing these humans to infect them with thousands of disease diseases um, so they can basically come up with, you know, the, the cures, the antibodies, things like that to use against any of the diseases that would that would come up that they can then reverse. So, okay, what do you think of that, man? Do we, is it, do we want to talk about it here or do we, do we wait? <laughs> yeah, I can talk about it. Just the bio, like, like that was, I was thinking, like the bioethics and the fact, what they are doing if you think about it, is kind of, I don't want to say the right thing because that's the wrong way to use it, but it is very, you can see their side. They're saying right. we're, we're basically growing <laughs> these fake humans and creating the cures for all these diseases and viruses that would afflict non-grown humans or artificially grown humans. And that's great. I mean, there's there was me being, for those that don't know, I'm a pharmacist. And in school, mm. we had to take a bioethics class. And we talked at one point about the potential for human cloning and the, the conversation was what if they could grow a human body without a brain basically, or without a head. So it was just the bottom half and they could, you know, keep the, the heart rate in the central nervous system, at least to where it could pump blood and breathe oxygen somehow or whatever, keep the, the blood oxygenated just to harvest organs. Wow. Would that be bad? <clears throat> what What's, what's the ethical thing there? Like, well, and, and that's and, kind of the situation, right? When I, when yeah, I saw this, is. I was like, that's it, kind of what I, we had like a whole debate in, a, in my bioethics class about something like this. Yeah, because like her, her response is, it, it, at first, you know, when the doctor kind of figures it out um, and he kind of like tells Rose or, you know, Cassandra, like, like they're lab rats. And when the, when the, uh, the nurse cat comes in and she goes, uh, 
they're 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 grown like special or something like she says they have oh yeah they have no proper existence so this is what they were bred for like they didn't go into people's homes yeah and and take people away from their homes to go be lab rats and, and infect them with every known disease mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I don't know. Like that's where the ethic part comes in. It's like, a you're, weird you're, debate, right? <clears throat> it's tough because, like, yeah, you you you've replaced the lab rat. You now you're using. You're, I guess maybe you're getting more uh, fine tuned like technology and science at, because you're you're technically working on a human being, mm-hmm. other than an actual rat. So, oh my god, it's so, like I, I don't know, man. I don't. I really don't know the answer. I can see. And well, both that's the thing. There really is no right. It's no real yeah. right or wrong. I mean, some people could be very opinionated on it, but I think to me it was kind of like shocking when I saw it. I was like, here again, this this cornball show. Which I mean, I hate to say that because we know it's not now at this right. point. But they they actually in this whole facade of this, you know, crazy silly sci-fi show, they do go deep. And this is one of those moments where it's like, hey, there's this brand new Earth because obviously Earth was destroyed. So that's terrible. The humans find a new planet to go. They probably get all these new viruses exposed to them as well as bringing like just like Europeans Mm -hmm. brought smallpox to, you know, North America and things like that. All we're introducing all these viruses. So the, the sisters say, you know what? What if we just artificially grow these humans? We can help them and they can live here and be we could save millions of lives. Yeah, dude. By sacrificing thousands. Yeah, I, like, and and that what happens. You, what like, do you do? <clears throat> there's so many stories and books and movies that, that have kind of like something similar to that. It's like you're literally killing, you know, thousands to save millions, or killing yep. millions to save billions. It's so, like Thanos <clears throat> in Infinity. It's like War. Thanos. It's like Doctor Manhattan. In 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 uh in Watchmen. In Watchmen, exactly. You know what I mean? Like they, they have to think that he is there, and and they killed so many that he killed so many people because now people will smarten up and not do stupid stuff because if they do, Manhattan will take them out. Yep. So it's like, do you? Yeah, wow. It, yeah, dude. It it it's great episode, man. I can't, you can't mm. you can't really give a definitive answer because you can see both sides of it. Like the 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 human in me wants to be like these are people. Like that's yep. cruel and. And, you know, it's just nobody should experience that. But then, like, on the science side, it's like, wow, you can literally cure every single disease. But is that good for humanity? Then, yeah. then, then, then we're maybe living longer, which is, you know, maybe not the best thing either. Right. So yep. I, I don't know. know. And she says, I'm looking, she says, you know, um, they came with viruses and we couldn't cope. We did try. We tried everything. We tried using clone meat and bio cattle. She yeah. says, but the results were too slow. So she said we had to grow our own flesh, basically, and that's what they did. That's and she says that's all they are; they're just flesh. So and yeah. then the doctor counters that by saying, "No, these people are alive, you know." But think of the humans, and she says, "But think of the humans out there; they're healthy." And you know, it's just you see both sides of it almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also see Rose in the background, very <laughs> uh, seductive, <laughs> giving the eyes. So you you have this very deep conversation, and uh, Cassandra slash Rose just like giving you seduction eye or seductive eyes right. and all that. It's ridiculous. I and this it. is where he kind of, uh, yeah, we're having like this serious conversation between the doctor and, and the sister. And what's he say? He goes, uh, he says, and whatever you've done with Ro- in Rose's head, I want you to reverse it. Yeah. Well, he just, the way he says it, like, cause at this point you get the impression that he doesn't know. Yeah. Cassandra has embodied Rose. 
And he, oh, he goes, I can understand your vows, but one thing I can't understand is, is what have you done with the rose? Just like that. And you're like, he knows everything, man. He does, man. You can't get anything <laughs> past him. I mean, go and, back go back to when, um, what was it? The woman was trying to kill him when they were out at dinner. Remember that? Like she was doing like putting things in the tea and like, <laughs> like no, there was just, you couldn't get anything past no, him. Like he no. knows what you're going to do. Yeah. It's wild. It was great. And but but I love the his reasoning is his you reasoning know, is great is he knows because Rose would care about these people and the fact that she doesn't he knows something's wrong, right? Yeah, you know, that was kind of the definitely the turning point. Yep. Um, and uh, let's see, and then that's when she pulls the perfume out of the cleave once he he's kind of onto her and uh, sprays it in her face. <laughs> and um, let's see, that's when what rose or cassandra we should say at this point throws the doctor after knocking him out with the perfume into his own little pod yeah and she says what every 10 minutes they basically spray in the diseases and uh he's got about three minutes and Mm -hmm. um you know she says she's been thinking about this forever basically of, of murdering him because of what they did to her so uh she's ready to go um, and then she comes up with her whole plan basically now, which I think she just kind of came up with this on a whim. Cause really in the beginning, she didn't know what the sisters were doing down there, but she yeah, just wants to exploit them or kind of blackmail them. And she says, give me a bunch of money mm-hmm. and I won't tell the city what you're doing of your institutional murder. She says, um, and she says, if you don't, I will uh, tell everybody. And the cats don't because they have claws. Claws. <laughs> <laughs> So then she tells Chip plan B and Chip uh, kind of, I love the way you see him like kind of mosey over to it. She goes, Chip plan B. And he kind of like bounces like, he goes over, turns the nozzle, which opens ever, turns the nozzle, which opens every single door and everybody comes pouring out the infected. What do they call them? Calling these people just artificial humans, I guess. I guess. Yeah, that's true. They didn't really give them a name, did they? There's no name. <clears throat> Um, but one of them starts talking and says like, you know, we understood what you did to us, part of the machine. Um, so somehow the sisters, as much as they thought they had control over these people, they must not have because multiple times they've woken up now, right? We know and cried and things like that. So these people are, see, see, that's where then the, the bioethics argument and conversation gets a little bit more gray almost where if we're just led to believe that they truly are just flesh. Like the sisters right. look at them, I would say not still not still that it's okay, but they would have a better argument. But now that we know they're sentient and that they're thinking and they can converse, now that's kind of messed up. Yeah, now it's a little crazy. <laughs> now it's not as good, yeah. right? But they get they get their you know they get their a little bit of, of revenge and like the one. They they touch the one cat. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> that morphs into what they are. Just yeah, a little classic Doctor little Who. Creepy. Uh, yeah. CG there, and I love like the one sister stops and like looks like, ah! and then the other one it touches her face and it's just a slow like. Oh, it's so yeah, it's blisters great. and everything all over. I love it. Uh, yeah. But they get the doctor, so Doctor Cassandra and Chip are all <laughs> running. The episode kind of goes pretty quick from here now. Yeah, it starts going. It's like there's, you know, they're just basically running. Um, at some point, we we see them get separated. Um, I'm just kind of going through. We see they they come into the area where there's um, uh, who's that woman? Is this where? Uh, or no, that's not the Manhattan guy. It's just another woman that's there. Yeah. I guess. 
and uh, she gets touched. Doesn't even try to pull away. I want to point out too, by the way. No, nah, doesn't she just really. She says, "Help me!" And she just stands there, and just her arm starts getting all crazy, and she <laughs> yeah. doesn't even move. She no. just stands there, which is kind of like, "Wouldn't you try to run?" I don't know. I guess not. Um, then they get separated, and Cassandra shows you how much she actually cares for Chip. Just leaves <laughs> Chip there, and poor Chip freaks out, runs, and jumps in a barrel, a waste barrel of all things. <laughs> Um, which is disgusting. But he, but somehow he survived. I thought yeah, he was I, done. We, how did they not reach in the barrel? We, I don't know. We don't we don't get that part. All of a sudden, like later on, he's just back. He's just there. But um, uh, yeah, eventually, like the Rose and the or Cassandra and the Doctor, like kind of get into a room where they can't really go any further. And this is where she, uh, I think she's like kind of confesses like that you know rose has like some feelings for you and he's kind of like demanding for her to like get out of her body yeah he says the psychograft is banned on every civilized planet too (laughs) but then like she morphs like into his body because she says i have nowhere to go and he says not my problem you can float on float as atoms in the air now get out (laughs) and she does and she goes into his Mm -hmm. and dude his like (laughs) his <laughs> few, few seconds as Cassandra are great. I'm a yep. man. <laughs> yeah. He says he's got the two hearts. What does he say so like ma- about the samba? Yeah, well, she goes, she goes, so many parts and like hardly, un- hardly used or something like yeah, that. Yeah, hardly used. I said, oh, two hearts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, I'm beating out a samba. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the best. Yeah, and then he says, uh, "Yeah, two hearts." Uh, oh, baby, beating out a samba, get out of him! And he says, "Oh, he's slim and foxy, yeah. <laughs> a little bit foxy." Oh, that's great. Yeah, and that's when he says, "Yeah, you, I, you thought so too." He says, "You've been looking, so yeah, you like it." <laughs> <laughs> Defended. I'm you beating like out a it. samba. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, he's getting good, man. I mean, we're yep. only two episodes in with him, and he's he's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Then it cuts back just again to some more craziness. We see Chip gets out. He locks himself into one of the pods and uh, screams like a crazy oh, man. That's right. Man. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they start climbing up some ladder. <laughs> you see him screaming. It's great. <laughs> no, not not that thing. Like, um, yeah. Well, the, it cuts to like the people on the on the unit, like that were all like in, in, infected. With stuff, and and they're holding like the door, like all the infected people are trying to get in. Yeah. And then the big dude just comes lumbering over. Yeah. Like, he's like, I got this. Just get out of the way. Fat, he's fat bastard from uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> he is, man. Uh, just the way he comes over is great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Chip. And then Chip goes into his own. Chip goes box. in his thing. Doctor and Rose. They start climbing a ladder, and uh, this is a funny moment here. So we have one of the cats yeah. kind of get up there. <clears throat> Saying, you know, this is the human world. Don't bring the sickness. And Rose kicks her down, or Cassandra, or no, she gets touched. That's right, she gets touched by the the zombie people behind her, right. and then plummets to her doom, which is kind of right. funny. That whole scene of her falling, and then the infected keep climbing, chasing them. And um, what they get to the part where is it? Is it locked? Or what's going? Yeah, the, the door's like locked. The like the, yeah. the elevator door is locked. Right. And um, he says, you know, what do I do? Or she says, you know, what do I do? 
And uh, Rose says, use a sonic screw- screwdriver. That's what he would do. She says, I don't know how. The doctor's hidden away all his thoughts. So she says, come back into me, which I think is just funny how she's kind of going like back and forth. Goes back into the Rose. He and Then he freaks out. Not, doesn't even bother to open the door. Just says like, you know, give her back. Like, come out. So she's like, okay, you want her back? Goes back into her. Which back into the doctor. Ridiculous. Um, but then she says, you know, you have to do something. So then she goes down into one of the zombie people. Yeah. And ultimately, that's what kind of turns her. Because yeah. she realizes, like, inside her head that they're just alone, that they are actually people, and they're reaching out just to hold us, she says, because mm. they've never been touched. Mm. Interesting. Good, yeah. You know, you think about that. Like, what's these people who, who now are suddenly have feelings and can kind of think these thoughts – You've never had other human interactions. None. Yeah. Nope. Think about that. It's crazy. But she's able to project herself out of that zombie person and back into Cassandra, like just as like the or back into Rose. Back Rose yep. Just as the doors are closing. Yep. So and that's where she That's when Rose kind of reveals all this stuff. Like yep. yeah. With her yeah. shirt still unbuttoned. She's, she's changed. Do you hear me? What'd you, <laughs> With what'd her shirt still unbuttoned. Oh, yeah, yeah. As long as that's <laughs> happening, that's fine. Got a lot of that going on here, especially <laughs> at that part right there. It's, again, a nice, what should be somber moment of Rose, like, realizing what's happening and full-on cleavage, full display. It was great watching <laughs> with my daughter. Um, and then, uh, let's see, they get up there. That's when, what, the doctor gets up there to the face of Bo, and um, this is the, the Manhattan woman, what's her name? Um Fran says she can call over to New New Manhattan, and uh, she says I can t- I can trip a signal over there, and they can send a private executive squad. And he says you can't do that if they force entry; it'll break the quarantine. Because the doctor realizes, like, yeah, sure, this is terrible what's happening in here, but if they let out these humans, it'll affect everybody. And if you think about it, the argument of the the cats of saying hurt the thousands to save the millions. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what the doctor's saying. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to obviously try to fix the situation, but ultimately, if they can't, we're all going to die <laughs> to save the millions, right? It's the same Crazy. argument, just right. doing it kind of in a different way. Yeah. Um. And he says there's 10 million people in that city, so. Um, and then this is when he has just a crazy situation. I love the scene of him here, like just grabbing every single bag he possibly could, IV bag. It's this colored, which we yeah. learn is like the, the vaccines and that. Then there's like the money shot of him pointing the uh, the screwdriver up. You notice that? Like when he takes up whatever this little like the gadget he uses to go up and down the rope. It's just like a classic. You could see them using it in like promos. For Doctor Who, where he's like, he, you oh, know, yeah, kid, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He's like kind of just looking up like, like right. hitting the, the screwdriver. But then he takes rope and just attaches all these things to him like he's Rambo. He's like, yeah, he's like Mr. Vaccine Rambo or whatever, <laughs> Cure Rambo. Uh, that's um, awesome. Which is great. <clears throat> yep. Um, and he gets on the thing ready to go down, tells Cassandra slash Rose, come with me. You got to come with me. I need your yep. help. And uh, when the zombies start coming to her, she just has to go, right? Or else she's going to die. <laughs> they go shooting down, plummeting as fast as they possibly Dude, can. Dude, like, wicked fast. Like, yeah. They're dropping, like, thousands of floors, it seems like, in, like, record time. <laughs> but he's got the sonic screwdriver, man. He, he, he beamed it at that little thing that he's using, and it worked. <laughs> and then he pours everything in, like, he's making a big Kool-Aid mix. 
in there. <laughs> and, and, and you do want to drink the Kool-Aid here. This isn't a Jim Jones type thing. So they want you, well, I guess you're not drinking it. You're getting sprayed with it. Right. Uh, and then he jumps into the um, decontamination or the disinfectant chamber <laughs> and tells Rose to hit it. And he tells all the people, like, come in, come in, come in. And they all get sprayed down and ultimately all get cured. Well, they they're just able like, to pass the cures just by touching each other, too. Which is yeah, which is kind of crazy. Um, he just keeps saying, pass it on. So, yeah, basically, like, he's back into that shower uh, yeah, elevator and opens the door and, like, the zombies come in. And because it's, like, the, you know, all those bags he had basically have or all the cures, I guess. Yeah, and they're just, yeah, they're just touching each other to cure each other and now they're now they're now they're human beings yep yep one would and they're going to realize how terrible inhuman. the world is now they're what's that i said before one would maybe call them inhuman mm. and now they're new humans new humans yeah yep. now they're x-men yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah new humans run by cats kept in the dark fed by tubes but completely completely alive he says i love that <laughs> great it's a good scene of him man he you know hugging them and just like just happy and excited you know and he says you can't deny them because you helped create them he tells rose so like they helped rose and the doctor basically helped the human race right continue on you almost wonder like when these humans come out to the other humans in the city would they be accepted Uh, yeah i don't know you would hope right well so maybe this kind of goes into the question i'm about to ask like the next scene is um, like all the all the um, staff or all the nun cats are being like arrested by the NNYPD. So did nobody know what they were doing? No, nobody knew. Nobody knew that. No, dude. Yeah, no. That that was kind of mentioned earlier. The no. When that did they that say was Rose's that? whole thing. Remember or not, Rose? Uh, Cassandra. She Cassandra? said, "Give me money, and I won't tell them. If you don't give me money, I'm gonna go tell everyone what you're doing in here." Okay. Yeah, that's true. And you almost wonder if the general population knew what was going on. Would they stand up or is, again, I mean, that would have been a worldwide bioethical question. Well, I think, you know, they they would have seen like, you know, we've had no sickness in our world and it's because of them yep. that we don't have any sickness in our world. So would they say, you know, keep status quo, keep doing that? Or would there be like this outrage and be like, you can't do that to these people? Like, OK, yeah. we can't do it anymore. Then shut us down and you're going to have diseases and don't come crying to us. Yeah. <clears throat> what would it be? I don't know. I don't know. You'd have wow. like you would Dilemma. have like a PETA in this world that's specifically for these new humans. It'd be the Nita. <laughs> Which is what? <laughs> I don't I don't know. That's right. It's people for the ethical treatment of animals. People, people for the ethical for, uh, treatment uh, of new of, humans. Of Peth new. <laughs> of new humans. Pet new. Uh, Pet new. Pet is People got ethical treatment of zombies. <laughs> pets. 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 Yeah, pets. pets. So on on New Earth, they have pets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm down. <laughs> I think that I think it would happen. But yeah, I mean they they now they know. So yeah, they arrest all the cats. They all get arrested. And um, then the doctor realizes the face of Bo because he's thinking like, oh, you know, we're and this is where I thought, man, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. You know, we're going to get the money, the money here, the money shot. Yeah. And the face of Bo is all good. But what if nobody, what if the doctor had left? Like when they go back up to the floor, Bo's just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody kind of forgot about him. He'd just be hanging out in the hospital. Nobody even cares about Bo. But yeah, uh, he talks to him. 
Yeah, he talks to me. I'm trying to see if he's actually moving his. Oh, no, he says, I hate telepathy. Yeah, there are better uh, things to do today. Dying isn't one of them. So he's healthy now. He's back. And uh, he, what, he says, uh, the doctor says, you know, legends say you're millions of years old. And he said, that'd be impossible. And the doctor says, well, wouldn't it just? He says, I got the impression there was something you wanted to tell me. And uh, the face, of, he says, a great secret. So the legend says, in the face of Bo says, it can wait. And right. Even the doctor, he's disappointed. He says, does it have to? Yeah. He says, we shall meet again, doctor, for the third time, for, for the, the last time. time. Yeah. So. Which know. is cool because, like, I, I, I'm really liking Bo. And I just feel like he is, like, wickedly powerful for some reason. And we haven't really seen any of it yet. Because if he can just teleport himself out of there when yeah. he... You know what I mean? You know who the face of um, Bo you mentioned? It looks like Falcor without the fur. Yeah. It also looks like Vigo from Ghostbusters. 2. Oh, definitely. Did yeah. I mention? I might have mentioned that when we saw him. Uh, yeah. Back in season I, I one, but he, this the face looks like. Yeah, it does. Definitely, especially when he gets all crazy at the end of Ghostbusters two. This whole episode is just movies. Oh my god. Movie references, man. So he's a he's a, <laughs> the the love child of Falcor. <laughs> And Vico. It's Vicor. <laughs> Vicor. Oh, that's great. Uh, let's see. And then the doctor goes back to Cassandra slash Rose. And uh, he says, you know, she says, you can't just leave me. And he says, you've lived long enough. And this is where the, the episode kind of starts to get a little bit sentimental. And he says, you mm-hmm. have to leave that body. You have to end it. And she gets emotional. She says, I don't want to die. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. she's been trying her whole life, really, not only to be beautiful, but then ultimately it probably just got kind of got away from the beauty because obviously she's just a hideous thing by the end of this, you know, being just a flap of skin, essentially. And it just became more about just trying to stay alive. And um, that's when we see Chip. Chip comes back and she realizes, like, wait a minute. Well, Chip's just kind of a clone. Uh, I need a body. I could probably just go into him. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not just uh, anybody, a volunteer. And the doctor at first gets mad, but then Chip says, no, but I worship her. I would gladly do it. So um, that's And she does. Is. And then she realizes, like, he doesn't have much time left. Yeah. Well, because yeah, she gets that, in him. And then yeah. I think he says, she says, like, this body can't stand it. Like, she says something like the heart is racing like crazy. And then says, you know, oh, this body can't sustain it. Right. And that's when he collapses down. And uh, she says, I'm all right. I'm fine. I can take you to the city. He says, no, you won't. Everything's new on this planet. You know, nobody will really kind of take care of me here. And then um, is it it her that comes up with the idea or the doctor that says it? Oh, yeah. He says, come on. There's one last thing I can do, the doctor says. And uh, he takes her back to that moment that she was watching, which obviously having the film reel of that, Cassandra must really think fondly of that night and just remember Mm -hmm. that night. And because uh, she does, she did say, I think if you go back to that, when we see the film, she says that was the the last time somebody said I was beautiful. Yeah. Doesn't she say that? Yeah. At some point? Yep. And yep. we find out that that person is Chip. Although we watched it and like my wife was kind of saying, like, do you think this reversed everything? Like, does Cassandra not go on that path now? And maybe Chip wasn't the one. Like the Cassandra that is in Chip's body that heard somebody call her beautiful that night is not right. that same Cassandra. You know what I mean? Like if that may, again, time travel breaks the, the mind when you think <laughs> about it. But it's like the way they kind of made it seem, it was like by him going back or by Chip going back to tell Cassandra you're beautiful, 
maybe stopped her from going down that path. But according mm. to Cassandra in this episode, somebody told her she's beautiful that night. And then I guess we just assume it is Cassandra. And maybe this is just Cassandra's final moment to see herself. Right. Like, and that's, that's really all it is, I guess. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I think just on the surface, that's what it is. And then they just leave it up to, you know, yeah. guys who have never seen the show and do a podcast about it to <laughs> dig <laughs> to deeper think, into to that stuff. way into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I like to so. think that. I would like to think that she came and just said like, because I, I almost wish Chip said something like that. Like, you're beautiful as you are. You know, like you don't huh. like, and, and not going down a whole path of you don't need to change yourself or whatever. Just say, you know, always remember that you're beautiful as you are. Where mm-hmm. instead, just says you're beautiful. Right. And, uh, and even even her kind of like consoling him when he like faints or dies, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's like, you know, he someone just came up to I me. Think, I don't even know his name. He just yeah. I think he's dying. Someone again, something. like it, it gives you the completely different look on Cassandra. Yeah. Like, you know, in the past, it, it would have just been like, you know, who, who's this, you know, <laughs> derelict off the street that just passed out in the middle of my party like and just would step over him yeah but i don't know like i I think this episode really did a good job of of making you feel like she yep she's a good-natured person deep down like i mean she's she's panicking she's i've got you sweetheart it's all right there everybody just seems to be walking away like everybody else doesn't really seem to care but can i just say (laughs) nobody cares that a creepy guy in a black robe that's like pale as hell with markings all over him just comes into this party like yeah. nobody's like Cassandra doesn't even acknowledge, acknowledge that. She's just like, oh hey, and he's just like, you're beautiful. Oh, I thank you. Like I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Who who let this guy in? Like yeah, you know which because this is Earth, right? Like she's yeah. the last Earthling or whatever she calls herself. Like yeah. so this is Earth. We don't know when, but uh, yeah, I, I thought that same thing for a second. But I'm like, you know what, man? This is the Doctor Who world. You gotta go. A lot it. of creepy things. Yep. In a lot of different places, just go with it. Yeah. So. But, I mean, and then it just rolls out. You know, she's saying, it'll be all right, you poor little thing. And then I yeah. just love the end. You see Rose kind of look back kind of with a sad face. And then the doctor just look back and um, that's it. He doesn't even smile. He just kind of has like a, a nah. stern kind of look. But I think he knows like, yeah, we nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We did it. Uh, and then we get our next time on and man. We watched, mm. watching this episode again, like I said, with my daughter and my wife, my daughter was a little creeped out by the zombies. She kept saying like, oh, they're creepy. They're creepy. And after watching this next time on, she said, I am not going to watch that next episode. <laughs> oh, and I can't wait to watch it. Oh, it looks so good, man. Werewolves. Looks awesome. Looks were- awesome. Oh, werewolf. It's huge. I love it. Werewolves and like monks going crazy. Yep, and like, like ninjas. Just- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all set in like a Victorian era Bo-staffs. setting. <laughs> Love it. It's great. It. So I'm really looking forward uh, to it. Well, you got to read the uh, synopsis for it too. Yeah, we'll we'll do that, we'll before, that before. But let's yeah. uh, go through some. Uh, what do you got for some trivia for this episode, man? Let's see. Uh, so Russell T Davies said of uh, the episode that he promised Billy an episode in which she'd be funny. So uh, episode one of the new se- new series is very much based around comedy for Billy is what his yep. quote was. And that's completely true. Definitely. Um, the location for the pods containing the human specimens was a disused paper mill huh. previously previously used as the base of the nesting consciousness, <laughs> which has not come back yet. The whole nesting thing. Mm. Like, remember that in the first episode? Yeah. Yeah. yeah now you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the episode is set 25 or excuse me 23 years after the events of the episode the end of the world and 30 years prior to the events of the 2000 episode gridlock which we obviously have not got we to don't know. yet um, it serves as the as the middle of a loose quote new earth trilogy so like new world or excuse me end of the world new world and gridlock are kind of like a doctor who trilogy type of thing i guess which is kind of cool um, so that, yeah, the, the face of Bo thing that I talked about before. So Davies intended for face of Bo to impart his message upon the doctor in this episode when he discovered that the third series was finally to uh, definitely to occur. He quickly decided to delay Bo's message for a year. Um, this is kind of funny. Copies of the DVD from the complete series two that you, if you, uh, had it in your Netflix queue. Mm-hmm. Um, at the, th- at the 32 minute mark, the playback abruptly switched to a scene from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What? Yeah. The DVD? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. And huh. then Netflix had to pull the disc from their rotation. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. So like back when you were, as I think people still, can't you still get physical i think you can yeah i I wonder what that scene was too because i I I don't know thinking watching it with my daughter if it was like bodies being chopped up like imagine that naked people yeah you can sure you could look it up but um this is the first doctor who episode to have an accompanying tardis code tardisode 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 is a a short little thing right there yeah these short prelude scenes were made available online and via cell phone a week prior to the broadcast. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> near Earth, the Tardisode. <laughs> I can't say that word. Right? Tardisode. Uh, Tardisode consisted of faux material advertising the Sisters of Plentitude services. That's kind of cool. Mm. Um, episode marks the first appearance of a running joke. Here you go. Running joke about the 10th Doctor's love of little shops found <laughs> in hospitals and museums. Of so course. apparently, Huh? Of horrors, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. Another right. movie reference. Yeah. Um, and then this, and I don't remember where this took place. This episode marks the first use of recurring phrase, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, that was at the very end. The very end, yep. Yeah, it says, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. So I guess they use that phrase a lot in this, uh, this season or the series. I'm not this sure. Is stock footage from Rose is used at one point. Yeah. What? It footage? could be the most minute thing, man. Yeah. You never know what it is when it's like just like the TARDIS footage. flying like, in or something. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Wow. Um, when the wall drops, the sound made is recycled from the movements of the Daleks. Nice. Kind of cool. uh, let's see. There we go. The exterior okay. shots of the lift car as Rose descends to the basement are stock footage recycled from Rose. That's what it oh, okay. Says. All right. Uh, Russell T. Davis explains during the audio commentary of this episode that in the original script, the face of Bo was going to die in this episode, and the only way for the doctor to cure all the disease was to kill them all. But then he read Stephen Moffat's introduction segment, uh, the shooting scripts book, I don't know what that is, um, in which Moffat good-naturedly mocked Davies by stating, quote, he creates... Interesting characters and then melts them. <laughs> this, <laughs> just made Davies decide to have them all survive instead. <laughs> That's great. Um, 
Here, you one more. You see this last one? This is the only season opener featuring the 10th Doctor and the only one during Russell T. Davies' tenure as showrunner to include a cold open. Ah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then 8.62 million people, so holding strong. Nice. I think it's dipped a little bit. Well, the Christmas one was almost 10. Yeah. So, but uh, I got nothing else to do on Christmas. No. What year was this, 2006? Yeah. 2007. No, I thought it was six because the um, yeah, the reboot was in 2005. Yeah, April 15th, 2006. Gotcha. So people yep. were they were yeah. There you go. So yeah. So in Chris that Christmas, everybody was playing their Wii. <laughs> was that 2005? <laughs> no, it was say It was Christmas 06. So no, the Wii wasn't. Oh, out. okay. All right, all right. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Uh, I can't we came out that long ago. All right, let's talk about next week. So next week's episode is called Tooth and Claw. Mm. And it says the Doctor and Rose have to protect Queen Victoria, but can anything stop the Empire of the Wolf? No. That's it. That's a short. That's it. It's once. Yeah, there's no. There's nothing else. That's it. Let me see this. Oh, that sucks. Doc, but the, the I like the uh, picture on Amazon. The picture's like, crazy, man. got some black eyes. Yeah. Like eyeballs. Yeah, it's crazy. The Dr. Rose. Dude, I want to see episode five. Look five. at that picture. Yeah, man. That is uh, eyes wide shot right there. Yep. Creepy. Yeah. So. But all right. Well, let's wrap this one up, everybody. Thank you again, as always, for tuning into the show. Don't forget, however you're listening to the show, please leave us a review or like it on that service if you can, especially on iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes, those reviews help moving up, move us up the rankings. And, uh, again, spread the word about the Tardy Tardis because we need to kind of get some word out there. You know, unfortunately for us, there's really no way to promote the show, right, to kind of get out there. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure people can go on forums or Reddit, the Doctor Who Reddit, which if you do that, yeah, drop a line. Tell them about the Tardy Tardis. That would, that would help right. us for sure, help us spread a little bit of the, uh, the word about the show. Uh, because, like we've said before, we, we got a very unique take, I think, on the show, and it's, it seems to be going good. And we know you guys are loving it, so keep the emails coming keep the tweets coming to us you can find all those links in the show notes um chris you got anything here you want to wrap the show up with or no man i i i'm happy with this i'm I'm with you like i am uh coming around to the david Tennant era even though we're only literally you know two episodes in in. (laughs) but uh like i said it before with you know like it feels like it's in like good hands and uh i've been i i was prepped on you know how awesome he is so i kind of anticipated it's got to be good and yeah he i think right now he's like perfect role for it mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. has he has he has he overcome the eccleston uh no no i i don't i and i hate saying like nobody will but um i don't know eccleston is just was awesome but not only just the, from the doctor standpoint of, of who's playing him just the stories are getting like more they still have that playful like happy fun thing but like yeah the seriousness of this episode and you know like what we were talking about was was deep so i love yep. that it seems like the writing is really like getting like like fine-tuned so, yep. and like, yeah and you've said it before in some other episodes how like we're in it like we're in some doctor who yeah man. like that's where that's where the, i feel now like we're there yeah. we're no longer in the trying to figure out what doctor who is and all. i mean obviously there's overarching stories but just in general of what what type of show this is like 
This show is great. It's like, awesome. How, how have we now been watching this the whole time? I dude, it's just I love it. By the time I heard about it, it was just like uh, that. That's a chore to watch all that. Yep. So uh, this was it. This was the way to do it. <laughs> and, and I'm I'm happier watching one episode a week than just like binge watching. Binging this. a bunch, yeah. Yeah, man. Yep. Way, we get way to better. sit down and talk about them every week. Exactly. Man. It's great. Exactly. And, and yep. I mean, literally, as we record this, I'm sure people can tell when they listen. Like we're watching it as we're doing it. Like we're we're skipping ahead. We got the subtitles on, so that's right. kind of what we're doing as we're doing the podcast. That's why I mean, dude, this podcast is this episode is almost an hour and a half. Like. <laughs> Our episodes are longer than the actual show episodes. <laughs> uh, and we've talked. I don't know. At some point, um, we may put out some sort of like, um, I don't know if we'll do a Patreon or something like that. Maybe we might do something like that. And we're trying to come up with ways to um, like come up with some some good rewards or something for that. And one of the things we've thought of, and we may either lump it into this or do this at some point, is to do commentaries, our own audio commentaries where we watch an episode and we are talking you know, kind of over it. So we may do that at some point. Right. So be on the lookout for that. If you guys would be interested in that, let us know. Um, Cause we, that's, that's something we've definitely kind of thrown around. And then I, of course, Chris, at some point we got to go into Torchwood. Yep. And we got to go back to the original, to the original Dr. Who. So we I want to know like if, if they are worth it. So like if, if the, the diehard doctor, huh? Does it matter? Like, no, I, you know we're what? Doing like, it, man. It, it might not. Cause even if they're, even if people say like, oh, they're terrible, I still probably would want to do it and talk about how terrible they are. Yeah. I can't imagine that they are. It's just, just the, you know, the, the time difference, you know, a show from the sixties is not like a show that's, you know, from the 21st century, but does it hold up? I guess is what I'm asking. Like, can, can you watch know. it and be like, wow, this is really good writing and the story is awesome. Like Twilight Zone type of stuff. Like those stories hold up today. Yep. Is it like that or is it just really bad and cheesy, but you still need to watch it? I don't know. I kind of want some back information for anybody that really is super Doctor Who fan. I don't know, man. Yeah. I think you're right, though. It doesn't matter. I, like I, I kind of want to do it anyway just to get the full effect of Doctor Who. Yep. But all right, everybody. Well, thank you here for tuning in and making us a part of your week. And with that, don't get infected by a thousand diseases because the sisterhood <laughs> no longer exists. Catch Be you next bouncy. time. <laughs> yeah, it's a little too bouncy. Oh, catch you guys next time. Bye.